0: The Fibber, McGee, and Molly Show. NBC and Carter's Little Liverpills present Fibber, McGee, and Molly Transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Hutto.
1: We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. This is Barbara Stanwyck. A little while ago, I learned something deeply disturbing. It's about children, our children. Cancer claims the lives of more youngsters between the ages of three and 15 than any other disease. Shocking? It's more than shocking. But we cannot, we dare not, throw up our hands in resignation. We must increase our determination to conquer this disease. We can take an active part in the great battle against it. All of us can help to make sure that American Cancer Society Continues its three programs of research, education, and service. In the past, these programs have saved the lives of thousands of Americans. In the future, well, that future is up to us. Lives beyond number will be saved if we help those who stand ready to help us. So please give generously to your unit of the American Cancer Society. Mail in your contribution to cancer. Care of your local post office.
0: up in the attic at 79 Wistful Vista, the following conversation took place.
2: Gee whiz, look at this old tennis racket. I clean forgot all about the... Hey, Molly, look what I found behind the old trunk.
0: What is it?
3: Oh, an old snowshoe. (laughs) Don't get so excited. One snowshoe, isn't it? Yes, Molly,
2: it's a tennis racket.
3: Oh. Yes. Very handsome. Looks like somebody's been using it to strain spaghetti with.
2: All it needs is to be restrung, that's all. I could use some good healthy exercise. Think I'll take this thing downtown and have it fixed
0: up. Shouldn't cost more than a couple of bucks. So, Mister McGee went down to the sports shop where he said to the proprietor,
2: Six and a half and bucks, bud, for restringing a tennis racket that's older than you are. Why, that's exorbitant. I got a vice like that when they're at home out in my garage workshop. I'll string this racket myself.
4: Good. Just sell me enough catgut to do the job, uh, Mister. They never use catgut for anything except violin strings." What they used was sheep gut or beef gut. Okay, what kind of gut you got? You got sheep gut. Your sheep gut, sheep gut? Not our sheep gut. 20 cents a foot. You need 32 feet. That'll be $6.40. What? Now, you better take this special nylon. 32 feet for a dollar. Oh. And that's why we now find Mr.
0: McGee in his workshop with his tennis racket, 32 feet of nylon string, and a skeptical wife who says, Nylon?
3: That tangle of shiny-looking string is nylon? Yep.
2: They used to use sheep gut or beef gut, you see, but gut got too expensive, so now they string rackets with g- nylon.
3: Well, if you have the same luck with nylon I have, dear, you'll have the first tennis racket in town with a runner in it. <laughs> Where did you learn to string tennis rackets anyhow? Right
2: here in this garage, at this very bench, my dear. When? Starting right at this moment. Oh. First thing I do is put my racket in this vise to hold it good.
3: Careful now, don't get hurt.
2: What'd I do with that nylon? I just had 32 foot of nylon here.
3: It fell on the floor. Watch it. You've got your feet in it.
2: Hmm. Doggone stuff is sure tangled. First thing I better do is unsnarl this snarl and find the end of it. I'll hey, go- he,
3: You out there? Yeah, we're in here, Doc. Hello, Dr. Gamble. Oh, Molly. Right.
2: And good day to you, low, wide,
5: and homely. Uh, <laughs> what's with the snarled up line? Practicing your fishing and hooked to bass?
2: Big mouth? No, but I seem to have attracted the sulfur-bottomed whale. <laughs> <laughs>
3: He's getting ready to restring a tennis racket, Doctor. Yeah,
2: you can stick around and watch if you keep quiet, Patsul. So I'll have all this string strung in here in two shakes of a cat's tail. I thought they used cat gut for that. Ah, shows how much you know about stringing tennis rackets. They never did use cat gut. They used to use sheep gut or beef gut, but gut got too expensive, so all us modern racket stringers use nylon.
5: <laughs> when, when did you become an authority on tennis rackets, Flap us
2: <laughs>
3: Twenty minutes ago, Doctor, when he found out it would cost six dollars to have it done. Didn't you, dearie?
2: Yep. I always have had a curious mind, Dockey. Well, you're a curious little character. That's why I know about so many different things. I don't pretend to know everything there is to know about everything there is to know about, of course. But I know some things about most things. Not all things, but most things. And there's very few things that I don't know a few things about. So anytime you got something that there's nothing you know about it, then there's something you want to know about it, ask. I have a question right now. Where did you
5: learn sentence construction?
3: What's that? Does that answer your question, Doctor? Perfectly. Now, if you boys will excuse me, I have work to do inside. I'll see
2: you, Molly. Now, if you'll excuse me, Doc, I have work to do, too. I don't want to seem non-hospital, but that's what I am. You mean inhospitable. I said non-hospital, and that's what I mean. This is no hospital, so why don't Doc go hang around where one is? I'll be happy to, Butterfingers. Because sooner or later, you're going to get your head
5: laced into that tennis racket. And if I'm not here, maybe you'll strangle. (laughs) Well, wait. Let me look at that tennis racket.
4: Hmm.
2: See the name on it? Harvey Snodgrass. Yeah, Harvey Snodgrass. So what? I bought this racket secondhand years ago. Probably from this guy Snodgrass. that has his name lettered on it there. Oh, 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 the great tennis shark. Bought
5: it from Harvey Snodgrass. Well... Listen, you hydromatic creep. Harvey Snodgrass was one of the greatest tennis players of all time. He
4: was?
5: He held the National Clay Court Doubles Championship up to 1925 with Walter Westbrook. This racket is a Harvey Snodgrass model. Shows how much you know about tennis. You and Harvey Snodgrass. Oh, boy, what an expert. (laughs)
0: list for Vista in a
6: minute. Here is a dramatized scene in your doctor's office. You're in excellent health, but a word of caution. There's no need for you to take laxatives regularly. Is that really true, doctor? Yes. Five New York doctors now have proved you can break the laxative habit and regain that wonderful feeling that goes with natural regularity. Eighty-three percent of the cases tested did it. So can you. That's great, doctor, but how do I do it? Stop taking whatever you now take. Instead, every night for one week, take two Carter's Little Liver Pills. Second week, one each night. Third week, one every other night. Then, nothing. Every day, drink plenty of liquids. Put yourself on schedule. But how can Carter's help break the laxative habit, doctor? Because Carter's not only relieve irregularity, they also improve the flow of liver bile that's needed for natural regularity. When worry, overeating, overwork make you irregular temporarily, Take Carter's temporarily, and don't get the laxative habit. Get Carter's Little Liver Pills, only 43 cents. Break your laxative habit. Restore your natural powers of regularity. Now, pull this a little
3: tighter.
2: A little more. Ah, Tie a knot in it to hold it.
3: Say, McGee, aren't you coming in the house
2: to eat? I can't stop in the middle of stringing this racket, Molly, or all the strings will come unstrung.
3: I'm getting a little unstrung myself trying to keep your lunch warm. Well,
2: I'm sorry, kiddo, but this is a delicate job. Working on an old tennis racket like this is like working on a fine old violin. No. Oh. Especially when it's a genuine autographed Harvey Snodgrass. You see where he signed it there in gold? Mm-hmm. Ah, this is coming along good. Tie another
3: up in here. Did you say this tennis racket was like an old violin? Yeah, why? Because it's getting a little bowed on top there. Now where? The top of that racket is curled over like a slice of last week's Swiss. Where?
2: Oh, oh I never noticed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Too much tension, I guess. <laughs> Don't know my own strength. I'll fix that in a jiffy. Just unloosen the vise off the handle. Take the racket out. Turn it over. Put with the part that's bent in the vise. Tighten up the vice
3: and dead rat, the dead rat. Want to come eat lunch now? A little tighter.
2: And get him out in there.
3: Well, how are you and Harvey Snodgrass getting along by now? Say, you're nearly finished this time.
2: Yep, had to go buy a whole new 32-foot an nylon, but it's worth it. Fine old racket like this. Charger
4: boy! In the garage, Mr. Oldtimer. Oh, there you are, kids. In the garage. Yeah. I put the groceries in the kitchen, daughter. Thank you. What you doing with the snowshoe, Johnny? This is no snowshoe. It's a tennis racket. Oh, I know it. Just testing to see if you knew what it was, son. <laughs> What John's stringing it for? He isn't. He's restringing it. I knew that, daughter. I was just too polite to say right out. What kind of cat gut you using, Johnny? I got you there, old boy. It's not cat gut. Don't be silly, son. They never use cat gut in tennis rackets. They used to use sheep gut and beef gut. But gut got too expensive, so they all use nylon nowadays. Bet you didn't know that, son. I did, too. Only you never let me have a chance to say it how do you
3: know so much about tennis, Mr. Oldtimer?
4: Had me a tennis relative, daughter. He used to be a champion. Say, speaking of champions, this racket used to be... This fellow was a seventh or eighth cousin of mine and a great player.
2: This racket here is the model that was designed by a champ who played... Yep, he's
4: considerable younger than me, of course, and he used to be known as California Flash. On account of he was faster than lightning... And he was from California, you see. Well, sir, this championship model racket is named after. Who
3: was this cousin of yours,
4: Mr. Old Timer? Boy named Harvey Snodgrass. This fellow Harvey Snodgrass? Why old uh... Harve held the Clay court Doubles championships up to nineteen twenty five War Westbrook. Huh? But I got work to do, kids. So long. I'll right, old Harve, one of these days find out how all the Snodgrass is doing out there. That old
2: dodo didn't leave me a chance to get a word in edgewise.
3: <laughs> That's quite a trick, too. Well, are you about finished? Uh, Just
2: this one more knot. Ah, there. Now. Now, snip it off close to the frame. Ah, there it is. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Just look at that baby.
3: Careful you don't hit anything.
2: I won't. Take a look. Pretty neat job, huh?
3: Wonderful. When you get ready to play with it, dearie, I'd like to go along with you and watch. I've never seen you play tennis.
2: No kidding. Haven't you really
3: seen no, the No, but I'll bet you are wonderful. Oh. oh, sure.
2: Gee whiz, when I first got this racket, back in my high school days, it... no, it wasn't high school. Must have been during my college years that I played so much. Oh, I never went to college. No. Hmm. <laughs> you know something, Molly? What? I don't know how this racket got up in our attic, but I never played a game of tennis in my life.
0: Deborah and Molly will be right back. Well, this is Roy Rogers.
1: And this is Dale Evans.
0: We'd like to take a minute here to remind you about our weekly radio program on NBC.
1: Roy and I really enjoy bringing you these adventure stories every week, and we're real happy to have the Mellow Men as our singing partners on the Roy Rogers Show. Roy, tell the folks listening about this week's story. It's real exciting.
5: Well, now, Dale, I I don't think that we'd better give away the story we're going to be telling. I'd just like the folks to find out all about it as we go along.
1: Well, maybe you're right. But we can tell them that along with you and me and the Mellow Men will be Pat Brady, as well as Bullet, the Wonder Dog, and Roy's horse, Trigger. Together we bring you stories and songs of the West. Stories that'll keep you on the edge of your chair with excitement. And songs to set your feet a-tapping.
0: We sure hope you'll be right there beside
5: your radio every week.
1: Remember, it's the Roy Rogers Show every Thursday evening on the NBC Radio Network.
5: Until we're with you next week, goodbye, good luck, and may the good Lord take a liking to you.
4: McGee, the old timer's here to see you. Okay, I'm in the living room. Hey, Tony, I just saw Doc Gamble. He tells me that tennis racket is a harvey snodgrass yeah you want to buy it buy it harvey sent me that racket back in 1925 i loaned it to you in 1938 when you started getting thick around the middle remember my gosh oh
2: sure i do i was going to take up tennis and trim down my middle to what he's staring at uh,
4: your middle hmm? uh, keep the racket son you ain't through with it <laughs> mm. good
2: night
3: good night all <laughs>
0: NBC and Carter's Little Liver Pills have brought you the Fever, McGee, and Molly program transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old timer and Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble. This is John Wall inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night when a surgeon's verdict causes some anxious moments for Fever, McGee, and Molly. <laughs> Time brings you the Senate Committee hearing
6: tonight on the NBC radio network.